The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Today, we are going to do AFC South training camp burning questions. I mean, we talk about the Colts, Titans, Jaguars, and Texans in the feed and coming up. Many more burning questions. By the way, here's a burning question for you. Will I have to get a tattoo if the Pick 6 Podcast wins a People's Choice Award? Well, if we do win, I will get one, but... Will I have to get one? We are nominating the sports category, the People's Choice Podcast Awards, and we appreciate all you guys do for us. And we hope you enjoy our show enough to nominate us to advance to the next round. To, to do so, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then toggle down to the sports category. There's a link in the episode description as well. You have to sign up, you have to log in, um, but you can do that and you can advance uh, to the section. You have to drop down sports, pick six podcasts. Boom. And we're good to go. Joining us to break down the AFC South, friend of the show, Jeff Kerr. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, pretty good, Will. You know, it's one week till football season. Well, I, I guess technically it starts this week, right? We, we got three teams going into training camp? Uh, yeah, we have teams going into training camp. It's back. We back. We're back. Another <laughs> I, year. I, I am excited. I'm always excited with football here. Um, we got through it. So let's... Uh, Let's look into them. I don't actually have these on the rundown. I'll make them up as we go along. The easy one, we'll start with the Colts. Well, well, actually, you tell me, what's your burning question for the Colts, and why does it involve Carson Wentz, uh, Eagles fan Jeff Kerr? It's good anyway. It's pretty self-explanatory what Carson Carson Wentz is with the Colts. Can Frank Reich fix him? That's what I want to know. Can can he fix his quarterback? Is it Carson Wentz? Is his mind completely messed up? He's not good anymore? Is Carson Wentz, not the guy that we thought he was, or can he be the guy we thought he was? It's there's a lot of questions with this quarterback right now. And I have my thoughts on him. I, I do, before I start, I do think he's going to do well in Indianapolis, but I'm not going to be one of those guys who will go on Twitter and say, Oh, I told you so. If he stinks. Ooh, you won't be. I have, I, I will I, not be. I, feel I, like I will too, not be. It's too, okay. It's too easy to say I will be. Uh, it's too easy to say that he's just going to go to Indianapolis and everything's going to go back to normal. Like I have a hard time believe. I believe in Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich's an awesome coach. I think he's, a, I think he's fantastic. Too? But I just don't know if he can just magically flip a switch and all of a sudden it's 2017 again. Like that sounds great in theory for a lot of people who wouldn't love to just go back to 2017. Well, I mean, I guess. Actually, maybe a lot of people, I don't know. Like, just rewind, no pandemic. Let's go back in time to 2017 where Carson Wentz is an MVP candidate. I just don't know if it's that easy. I, I That's what I worry about with him. Like, before this injury, I, I thought Carson Wentz was going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. He showed a lot of signs of that his rookie year. In 2017, he was just on another planet. I mean, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions in 14 games. How could you not be? And then, 
the injury happened, and then, you know, as Eagles fans, including myself, started thinking, here we go again, you know, starting quarterback gets injured in a year where everything seems to be going right for the first half of the year, and then boom, and, you know, we all know what happened, and I don't think Carson Wentz ever mentally or physically recovered from that. I I mean, I, I don't know. To me, I would just look at that Super Bowl ring and say, I played a huge part in that, but... I guess him walking in the Novacare complex every day and seeing Nick Foles holding the Vince Lombardi trophy got to him. See, really finally people said it was crazy, but it makes total sense. It does. It's, I mean, Brent, so how would you feel? It, you know, you took a month off. If, you, if I, every, I had to walk in my office every day, there's a, like a, 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 a freaking statue of John Breach, like doing a little high. Exactly. I'd lose my That's mind. Crazy. I'd be so angry. If you saw John Breach holding that People's Choice Award, how would you feel? Oh, furious. <laughs> so, yeah, or they're like, John Breach's Pick 6 podcast. <laughs> yeah, and then Breach would rub it into your face every day. I mean, not, not like Foles did that, but you know Breach would. Right, right, right. Breach would actively rub it in my face. Be like, uh, did you um, did you happen to polish my statue on the way in? I'd be like, F you, Breach. No, I didn't. No, I mean, look, I think, I, I mean, I think, it, I think it does, it is a thing. You know, I think that is a thing. And so I, I, I do believe going to Indianapolis where there's less scrutiny, where you have a coach that you've worked with before and been successful with before, uh, will help you. I think I think that all will help in terms of getting him back. I think they'll run the football a ton. I think they'll try and let him use play action and try to make give him easy throws and easy reads and get him back into a good headspace. They're not going to have Carson Wentz coming out and throwing 40 times a game to start the season. But I also think – it's just too easy to suggest he's just going to magically be better because Frank Reich's there and they have a good offensive line. There are lots of questions about this Colts team, uh, but the first one, of course, is about Carson Wentz. Yeah, and here's the other thing. I point this out a lot with you know, doing Eagles training camp previews. The offensive line wasn't good last year, but we have to keep in mind here. They were playing Nate Herbig, who really never played an NFL game, who actually ended up being pretty good. Jack Driscoll, fourth-round rookie last year, same thing. He actually ended up being a – a pretty solid offensive tackle for them. And a lot of Wentz's mistakes in the second half were on Wentz. Like the, the interception in the Cleveland game that was returned for a pick six, that was on Wentz. Like just trying to throw the ball like two feet over Miles Sanders' head. Like, and that's always been a problem with him. Like I remember, I think it was the Vikings in 2018. He tried to throw a pass to Wendell Smallwood at the goal line. It was just nowhere to be found. And he's never really had that strength of throwing the running backs. And that's literally what the Colts do. They throw the ball to their running backs. Like I can see Naeem Hines being completely frustrated when this guy, you know, misfires and he's done that a lot. And I know with Wentz, he's such a competitor, it gets into his head. So I, I, I don't know. Like I hope the guy doesn't put a lot of pressure on himself and he's saying all the right things, but they're coming off the wrong way. Like, Oh, you know, the Midwest is home and, you know, my wife really wanted to be here and stuff like that. It, it, it makes you read between the lines a little bit. Like, okay, maybe this dude really did want out of here. I I think he definitely wanted out of there. I mean, yeah. I do wonder though. You, know, you mentioned Naheem Hines. He had the he had the the benefit of Philip of catching passes from Philip Rivers, maybe the single greatest uh, backfield swing pass tosser in the in the history of of professional football. And now he has to downgrade to Carson Wentz. So what are you going to do? Uh, we will find out though. That's the burning question. We'll know. We'll we'll have a, a some theories to work with by the time we get into training camp about if uh, Frank Wright can in fact fix. Carson 
Wentz to the Titans, the other top team in the division. How does Julio Jones fit in this offense? That's the clear burning question. How much better does he make him? Does he take them over the top? How do, like, what do you see his target share, et cetera, et cetera? So I'm not a hot take type of guy, Will, but I will say this. I think Julio Jones is going to make that impact that Terrell Owens made with the Eagles in 2004. That's how highly I believe in this. Wow. Guy. I don't think he has fallen off the radar. He was sixth in the NFL in receiving yards per game last year. He was hurt, but he was still really good. He's been really good. Like, I don't get this, oh, he's 32. He's done. I'm 32. I'm not done by any stretch of imagination. I'm in the prime of my career, and I'm not even an NFL player. So, again, I just don't understand how this narrative came about. And now you're putting him with A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill has basically been a freak since he started uh, for Tennessee in week seven of that year. Tennessee is the most big plays in the NFL over the last two years. Um, they have the most touchdowns in the league. So this offense is already really good. Oh, by the way, Josh Reynolds is on that offense. And I, I, I kind of like Austin uh, Ferkser too. I, I think he's going to be like solid right, for them. Anthony, Anthony, yeah, Anthony Ferkser. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I said Austin. You know, I'm thinking, a, he's you know a on a depth chart. You will, we'll, we'll, we'll let that one slide, Kurt. If you know, if you yeah, call yeah. him also, you know what it is? This is my problem. So I was listening to a press conference. I'm a big NASCAR fan. Listening to a press conference beforehand, and Austin Sindrick came up. So that, that's where I get Austin. I'm like, wait a minute, that is not right. It is not Austin. So that's right. yeah. I'll blame myself on that. But th- thank you. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, this offense is just lightning fast. Uh, you know, I I love. The fact that Julio Jones is a deep ball threat. A.J. Brown, we know he's a home run hitter. And Tannehill throws the ball deep downfield. So I think Julio is going to fit in nicely. But what I brought up in the article was, is he going to be the number one receiver? Is he going to take a back seat and be the number two? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I think he is... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that he comes in. He's the number one. Like there's a great rapport between Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown and AJ Brown is a developing young player. You don't want to lose AJ Brown's development at the expense of bringing in Julio Jones. What you want is for those two to be just ridiculous, deep threat rebound receiver guys who you can throw to off of play action. And I think that you have that opportunity. You know, if you can run Derrick Henry, you need, you know, you need the offensive line to play well. Use Tannehill on bootlegs. You have these guys running across the field, catching the ball in space, picking up yak, doing all kinds of stuff. I, I mean, I think all of that factors into it. I think it's just one A, one B. I don't know that either one is necessarily definitely a, the true number one in this offense. But that's like, will Julio be happy being a one A or one B? I mean, he didn't seem to mind it with Calvin Ridley per se. No, I actually think he liked when Calvin Ridley showed up because then it freed him up a bit. And I think that's how he's going to treat with AJ Brown. Like the guy just seems like the ultimate teammate. Like he didn't really want anybody to know he wanted out. That's, that's about as unselfish as you can get. Yeah, that's true. I know. I agree with that. He only, people only found out he needed to get out when Shannon Sharp got him on, got him on the phone. And as a result, they had to, you know, like clean up that mess and get him out of town more quickly. He was trying to sort of pull a Matthew Stafford in my opinion. So uh, yeah, I agree. It's it, Julio and how he fits in huge because if he looks like if it looks like all of a sudden he and AJ Brown, if he has the Terrell Owens effect, this team's a Super Bowl contender. So that's that is certainly one to watch. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, find out what you need to look at with the Jacksonville Jaguars in training camp. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pretty obvious. I mean, I, like, I don't think – I'm not even worried when I, talk about the, when I think about the Jaguars, Jeff. Like, I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence making it – like acclimating to the NFL. I think he'll be fine getting there. He's a really good player. He's a good quarterback. He's a smart guy. He's played against high-level defenses. You know, he's had his ups and downs throughout his career, just like any college quarterback. But I'm with you. The biggest question is, how does Urban Meyer acclimate? And then I guess there is a trickle-down effect with Trevor Lawrence there, too. In a way, it is. like I'm like you, Will. I don't worry about Trevor Lawrence at all. I honestly think this guy is going to have a Justin Herbert-type year for that team. I mean, he's got the weapons. He's got Etienne. He's got Robinson. He's got Cheneau. He's got DJ Chark. I, I mean, he's got weapons across the board. I'm not worried about that. But Urban Meyer, like, it's all really concerning to me how he has – He's not as hands-on with the players as he likes to be. And, oh, this isn't college. Well, what did you think you were getting into here? Yeah, I mean, you're getting, you're not getting into college. It's the opposite of college. He's like, I can't believe how tough it is to get free agents. It's not like recruiting. No, it's not. That's the whole point, Urban. It's not college football. It's professional football. Yeah, they're all the same. Like, th- this isn't Ohio State where you can just lavish them with gifts or whatever you know oh look at us look what we do every single year what are you trying to sell with the Jacksonville Jaguars organization oh hey we might be playing in London in three years yeah I mean right if you're 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 trying to say hey look want to come down and play for me guy who's never coached at the NFL level for a team that while living in Florida and you know escaping income tax still has to deal with the fact that they're not very good and haven't been very good outside of one outlier season over the past 15 plus years really ever since several coaches before me came out starting with the end of the Jack Del Rio run. I mean, there's just not a lot of appeal to Jacksonville. So Urban has to change the culture and he's being investigated and asked about, you know, that strength coach they hired from Iowa, which is, you know, the first misstep he makes. And then he said, you know, complaining about free agency. They draft Trevor Lawrence and they draft Travis Etienne. That the Etienne thing to me is the biggest red flag. Is he, did he really, oh, draft, did, like, did he really draft Travis Etienne to take wide receiver reps? all wide receiver reps because that's crazy yeah it's you don't use Travis ATN for that you use him to be a feature back and yeah. I, I don't know it, it just feels like he wasted a first round pick when there were decent offensive linemen on the board you had one of the worst defenses in the league last year and look I, I get the philosophy if you want to do like a two-back system that's fine but you also brought in Carlos Hyde who's no stiff eater so I, I don't understand the logic of it are you really going to just allow Travis Etienne to get 100 targets a year? I would. I, I, I don't mind if you give him 100 targets a year, but you better give him 150 carries a year. Like, he needs to be something between Alvin Kamara and – or I mean, make him Alvin Kamara. Don't make him Percy Harvin. That exactly. Would be and if he was Alvin Kamara, then I'll say great pick. But until then, it's like, wait a minute, you just got James Robinson for nothing – he was one of the best running backs in football last year. So what if he can't catch out of the backfield? He can bruise you know, between tackles with the best of them. You figure you want to build off that. I would, I would agree with you completely. So I think those two, the ETN and the Lawrence picks, there's Urban's first two picks, right? I mean, he goes and gets two, hilariously, the guy from Ohio State who got his ass beat by 
Clemson multiple times over the past you know five or ten years is going out and getting two of Clemson's best players and adding them to his roster with the Jaguars and saying this is how I'm going to win. That's fine. You saw them up close. You know them. But those two guys need to have need to acclimate early and often. I think they will. I trust their talent. I trust their skill set. I trust their approach to the game. But if those two guys aren't good. It's going to be on Urban and their offensive players, and it's going to be a quick judgment call about how he's changing and, and and working into the NFL level. All right, the Houston Texans will wrap up the AFC South with them, and you know you only took uh, only one quarterback question here, so we can certainly take a second. Who's their quarterback? That's the question. I, who is the quarterback? Is is it going to be Deshaun Watson? Is it going to be Tyrod Taylor? Is it going to be um? whoever's on this roster at this point, like, I, I just don't know. It's This team is such an enigma. I think they're going to be terrible because we just don't know anything about them. Yeah. I mean, they, the, the, you make this similar, you make this comparison and it sounds, it's not complimentary. Remember the Patriots in 2001? People were like, oh, the Patriots might not be that good. We don't know a lot about them. Like, but so they have this. It's a bunch of no names on, on defense, except the, the Texans did that for their entire roster, but they don't have Bill Belichick as the head coach. And as far as we know, they're not squatting on some future six Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame, um, you know, uh, GOAT quarterback who is going to step in off the bench from the sixth round and just take over and win a bunch of Super Bowls. So, I mean, maybe they do. Maybe David Mills is that good. I don't think he is. But I think for Houston, the bigger problem is, you know, if Deshaun Watson is cleared, are you going to try to keep Watson in? Do you want to move him? Are you, you know, at this point, I don't. if I'm Houston, I'm almost like, let's just trade him and get as much as we can move on, restart. This roster is not built to win now. Deshaun Watson might help us win six, eight games. This is not a Super Bowl winning roster with Deshaun Watson. So trade him, collect some assets, and try and restart this thing. Well, that's what why I would trade him. You won four games and Deshaun Watson was a top three quarterback in football last year. And yeah. you had no running. You had no defense. And then this is with Zach Cunningham, J.J. Watt, and – Whitney Merciless and a bunch of other decent players and your defense was terrible. Now, if their offense can actually run the football, not turn it over, you might have a shot to win some football games. But at the end of the day, it's, yeah, I would trade Deshaun Watson for whatever you can get for him. Like if the Philadelphia Eagles want to give up their draft <laughs> capital for Deshaun Watson, have at it. Like if I'm here, so I'd be like, you know what? It, well, what would, what's your, you're an Eagles guy, what's your number for Deshaun Watson? Three first round picks? Uh, I if I'm Houston, I would go three first round picks. I think they'll end up having to give two though, just because. That's what I'm would you be okay giving up three, or or is two enough? Is two your sort of ceiling? I I honestly think he's a top five quarterback in football without all oh, this sure. baggage. But with the baggage, it's you know if you're the Eagles. You try to buy him for as low as you can. You know, if Houston stuck at 15 on the blackjack table. You know, do they just keep trying to up the ante here, or what are they going to do? Right. Yeah, it's a tough call. But I mean, if you can if you can get him for nothing or you, if you can get him on a discount and you believe that the baggage is cleared up off the field and you think you can completely you know, for the Eagles or you know, I mean, the Eagles seem like the team is your. You feel like you can completely flip around the fort your franchise fortunes and if you're Howie Rosen maybe save your job. You know, it's hard to imagine passing on that. So I think there's a a pretty good incentive to do it and those two teams seem like they'll be interested you know the Panthers I you know they trade for Sam Darnold so maybe they're just out now 
But I mean, I, I still think teams would be interested. I'd still in be in. Yeah, I mean, I think teams will still be interested in Deshaun Watson if they can get past the off-field stuff. And that's that. So that goes into the whole construct of who is the Texans quarterback. Is Watson even going to be eligible to come and get on the field? Or, you know, will it be somebody else? And we'll, we'll find out all of that in training camp, which is why we're asking you now. Jeff Kerr, great stuff as always, buddy. Follow him at uh, Jeff Kerr CBS on Twitter. Read him on CBSSports.com. Thanks, dude. Yep, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, Will. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.